In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the 24th Sunday after Pentecost is from Zephaniah chapter 1. Be silent before the Lord God, because the day of the Lord is near, and the Lord has prepared a sacrifice. He has invited guests and consecrated them. On the day of the Lord's sacrifice, I will punish the officials and the king's sons and all who dress in foreign clothing. On that day, I will punish all who jump over the threshold to fill their master's palace with crime and cheating. On that day, says the Lord, a cry will come from the fish gate and a wailing from the second part of the city and a loud crash will echo from the hills. Weep, you who live in the mortar because all the merchants will be wiped out and all who weigh out silver will be destroyed. At that time I will search Jerusalem with lamps and punish the men who settled in their complacency, thinking that the Lord doesn't do anything good or bad. Their wealth will be taken as plunder and their homes turned to ruins. They will build houses, but they won't live in them. They will plant vineyards, but they won't drink any wine from them. The Lord's great day is near. It is near and coming very quickly. Listen. The sound of the day of the Lord will be bitter. The shriek of the warrior will be horrible. That day will be a day of wrath, a day of trouble and anguish, a day of wreck and ruin, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness, a day of trumpet blowing and battle cries against the fortified towns and the corner towers. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our epistle reading comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. You don't need anyone to write and tell you exactly when things will happen, my fellow Christians, because you know very well the Lord's day will come just like a thief in the night. When people say, all's well and safe. Then destruction will come on them suddenly like a labor pains on a woman who is going to have a baby. They will not escape. But you, my fellow Christians, are not in the dark that you should let that day take you by surprise like a thief. You are all children of light and of the day. We have nothing to do with night and darkness. Let us not sleep then like the others, but be awake and sober. People sleep at night and get drunk at night. But let us who live in the daylight be sober and put on faith and love as a breastplate and the sure hope of salvation as a helmet. God didn't appoint us to be punished by his anger, but to be saved by our Lord Jesus Christ who died for us, so that awake or asleep, we may live with him. Then encourage one another and strengthen one another, just as you are doing. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 25th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. It's like a man going on a trip. 
He called his servants, his slaves, and put his money into their hands. He gave one man five talents, another two talents, and another one talent, each according to his ability. Then he left. The one who got five talents immediately went and put it into business and made another five talents. And the one who had two talents did the same and made another two talents. But the one who got the one talent went and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and had them give an account. The one who got five talents came and brought another five talents. Master, he said, you let me have five talents. See, I've made another five talents. Well done, good and faithful slave, his master answered him. You proved you could be trusted with a little. I will put you in charge of something big. Come and share your master's joy. The one who got two talents came and said, Master, you let me have two talents. See, I've made another two talents. Well done, good and faithful slave, his master answered him. You proved you could be trusted with a little. I will put you in charge of something big. Come and share your master's joy. Then came also the one who got one talent. Master, he said, I found out you're a hard man. You reap where you didn't sow, and you gather where you didn't scatter. I was afraid, so I went and hid your talents in the ground. There's your money. You wicked and lazy slave, his master answered him. You knew I reap where I didn't sow and gather where I didn't scatter? Then you should have invested my money with the bankers, and when I came back, I could have gotten my money back with interest. Take the talent away from him and give it to the one who has ten talents. Whoever has anything will receive, and so he will have more and more. And from him who doesn't have what he should have, even what he has will be taken away. Throw this good-for-nothing slave out into the dark, where there will be crying and grinding of teeth. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Our sermon text today is our epistle reading. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O God. Amen. Who are you? That's a question we answer many different ways depending on who is asking. At a family reunion, we might start answering by speaking about one of our grandparents, our great-grandparents. When in another city or town, we might speak about the community from which we came. Or we might speak about our job or the daily work we do. Farmer, rancher, mother of three. In St. Louis, the first question was always about what school you attended. We tend to define ourselves by our relationships and by our work. Now, I've heard people object to this kind of way of talking about ourselves. 
One woman was chastised by a man because she answered the question about who she was by saying she was the wife of someone that he knew. And while I believe he was trying to point out that she was more than that, he, uh, he came across as arguing that being the wife of wasn't part of what made her who she was. You see, we live in a world of hyper-individualism. The idea that who we are is somehow completely distinct from the people around us. As if we are unique, independent marbles that happen to bump into others or be gathered near others, but remain distinct from the rest of the world. And it's true, we are individuals, each having our own bodies and souls, but we're not disconnected, separated marbles either. We're connected to others, and those connections have a bearing on who we are and how we live. And this is only right because we are created to live in community. We are created to have connections that define us and tell us how we are to live and what we are to do. We are more like Legos, individual blocks that are built together and connected to one another with tight bonds, blocks that can be separated from each other and connected to different blocks but and described individually, but having meaning and purpose when connected to one another and built up together. Today, Paul seeks to remind you and me about who we are. He defines us as sons of light and sons of the day. He is speaking to who we are in Christ Jesus. We have been baptized into our Lord and Savior and connected to Him. We are defined as sons because we are wearing the clothing of the Son of God. We stand in the Father's presence cloaked in Jesus' robes. The Father sees you and me as His perfect, holy, righteous Son. Thus, you are all sons. You are all inheritors of his kingdom. Since you are sons of God, Paul reminds us how we are to live in these latter and gray days. He reminds us that the rest of the world is descending into darkness and that many are sleeping or drunk. When you look at the world and you wonder how come they don't get it, how come they don't understand the truth? How come they can't see what is plain as day to you? Well, this is why. They are in the dark. Or they are drunk on the ideas of men. They don't see clearly. That's why people think a family can be something other than a man and a woman who are committed in marriage to one another until death. A stable relationship in which children, the fruit of marriage, are best reared. That's why people think you can change from one sex to another. That's why people believe killing an unborn baby isn't wrong. That's why people justify ruining people's reputations as news or just telling you the facts. 
people are blinded by the world and by the ideas around them. They can't see clearly. But you can. You know better. God's word has been your light. It opens your eyes and helps you keep your eyes open even now. So you can see clearly. And what may be unclear, God's word continues to help clarify so that you see even more clearly. What is clear here is that the end is coming nearer. You know Jesus is getting closer. You know you need to be prepared. You know that you can't just bury your talent or hide who and whose you are. You would not be surprised if Jesus came at any moment. You are a son of the day. This means you and I are to live encouraging one another and building each other up. We're to support one another and challenge one another to live self-controlled lives. This means we need to stop indulging in this world and the things of this world. Yes, it's okay to relax and have fun. It's okay to get involved in sports and many other activities. But we must keep all these things in perspective. These things can't run our lives. These things can't control us. We belong to God and not to the world. This goes for our temptations to sin. We are to deny ourselves sin. This is fundamental to self-control. We're to flee situations where we are tempted and not look back. We're to run to the Lord and seek his help and protection. Sin is not supposed to control us or direct our life. We belong to the day, not the night. Instead of embracing sin and evil, we are to clothe ourselves in faith, love, and hope. We are to live hearing his word and trusting in Jesus' work. We are to act in love toward our family, friends, and enemies in the same way Christ has loved us by giving up his life for us. We are to look forward to what Christ has promised us and share the reason for our hope with those around us. This is who you are now. This is the way sons of light live. So when and where you see that you are not living like this, in the ways and places you see that you have failed, repent. Turn to the Lord and receive his forgiveness. For even as Christ died to make you a child of the light, he died to forgive you for not living as God's own child. Jesus shed his blood to clear you of wrongdoing. He sacrificed himself to forgive your sin and to clear your name. He went to the cross to snatch you from the devil's grip and to make you a child of God. You are a child of the light. Your sins have been exposed and crucified in Christ Jesus. Your failures and the darkness of your sin have been revealed in the suffering of Jesus on the cross. 
you are washed clean of these. You belong not to the darkness, but to God. You are His. Thus, you can come into the light in faith, confessing your sins and receiving His forgiveness. You can come to our Lord's table and be forgiven. Your light can be renewed as Christ confirms His love for you. You are His forgiven child, born anew in His image, living in the light. By His strength, you live in self-control. By His strength, you obey His word. By His strength, you abandon the ways of darkness and walk in the light. He gives you His body today so that you would depart from the lies of the world. He gives you His blood today so that you would be filled with His Spirit instead of the ideas of men. Strive then to live in this readiness, denying all forms of sin and ungodliness, certain of the salvation He has given you and is bringing you on the last day. The day when Jesus raises all the dead and forever establishes His kingdom as the only one. The day of light, when the sons of light reign with Him forever in glory in the new heavens and earth. And now the peace of God which passes understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. All readings prior to the sermon come from an American translation of the Bible.